What happens when I tell you that I have one of those and I'm not using it to call you? Because he doesn't need anyone's sloppy seconds. May or may not involve an all-you-can-eat rib buffet. I, I'm going to be disappointed if it doesn't involve that. What Dan Mullins is currently wearing. That's that's what you're, that's what you're daydreaming about right now, Daniel. I just wanted to make sure. Below the belt of the MC Hammer pants that Dan Mullen is currently wearing. It feels below the belt. Welcome to Talking Dogs. I'm Clint. And I'm Daniel. And we're two guys who love UGA sports. One of us is from the South. And one of us is from the West Coast. One of us is a lifelong Georgia fan. One is a more recent convert. But we both share a borderline obsessive, often ridiculous desire to see UGA succeed just like you do. This podcast is a place to talk about the dogs the way you would at a tailgate, in your backyard, or over a drink with your friends. Are we insiders? Nah. Do we have lofty recruiting connections? Nope. We are just two guys who love talking about the dogs. So let's talk. Hello and welcome to episode 67 of the Talking Dogs podcast. I am Daniel. And I'm Clint. As you will recall, Clint is gallivanting around Europe right now. Uh, can't be bothered to record a live episode with us. You, so this is. Did you? Was there an expectation that I'd phone in from Europe and uh, record with I you, mean, Daniel? Was there an expectation inter- of that? International phone plans are not that uh, not that expensive. Clint, what so just what happens when I tell you that I have one of those and I'm oh. not using it to call you? Well, all right, listeners, you've the record's been set straight. We're all aware of Clint's priorities. Apparently, going to Europe with his wife is more important than recording this podcast. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, we're all still here, uh, just slaving away, doing our slaving normal away. thing. Sweating like there's no tomorrow somewhere right. in the south in the middle That's of right. summer. Uh, but alas, we have pre-recorded episodes for you and so this is one of those yep. um uh, we're sure that there's been lots of breaking news that's happened around uga who who knows do you want to speculate clint as to what as to what some of that news might be take some well, this steps. is nice this is like an unburied time capsule this is really the, is. this is time capsules for 2019 you pre-record something and you just leave it there yeah. it's like uh, one of those movies where the audience knows what's going on but the people uh-huh. in the movie have no idea what's going on. You and I could just throw out random ideas, and everyone would know immediately if we were correct or incorrect. That's right. So, it's like Sarah Connors is recording all of the the future for her son, who's giving it back to her. That's what we're doing right now. That's right. Uh, let me guess here. Let me guess. Um, okay. Uh, another woman is assaulted at Florida, and Dan Mullen says it's not his fault. It's not you. It's me. It's no, not it's you. not me, it's you. That's it's it, not correct. It's not me, it's you. Yeah. Um, consequently, another Florida player enters the transfer portal, mm-hmm. and Kirby promptly goes back to IMG Academy and pulls another four-star out just mm-hmm. the same week that that happens. That's my prediction. He lists his final two schools the day before he commits as Georgia and Florida. <laughs> By the way, Daniel, if uh, that happens to another one, if if that happens you, to another one, I'm gonna you're believe gonna your know. conspiracy theory. You, you're gonna know Kirby's doing it on purpose. Um, well, 
yeah, so if any of that's happened, then you'll know we'll be back to talk about it. We'll also be back to celebrate Nick Saban's unexpected retirement announcement that he made over the weekend. And um, Dabo's so, installment as new head coach at that's Alabama. Right. His first his first order of business was to cut everyone on the team and start from scratch because he doesn't need anyone's sloppy seconds. He's those are his words, not not ours. So we'll be back to talk. We'll be back to talk about all that uh, and more when Clint is back in town. For today, though, uh, we got a couple things we're going to uh, get into. Uh, we're gonna play a little little game of fact or fiction. Yeah, we are. Um, uh, it's a real straightforward game. 2019 season edition. We're going to just lay out some simple statements and present it to the other person as a, as a question. Is this a statement of fact or is this a statement of fiction? Might be UGA related, might be SEC related, might be college football in general related, might be related to coaches, players, games. May or may not involve an all-you-can-eat rib buffet. Wow, uh, I hope it does. Now I just, I I'm gonna be disappointed if it doesn't involve that. Uh, but before we get to that, Clint, uh, let's introduce. Got a new segment for the people. I think this one might be a a long-standing segment on the podcast. Uh, real straightforward concept. We yeah. had so much fun doing Mount Rushmore. And 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 ranking people, mm-hmm. nay, we had so much fun judging people because yeah, there was there was no ranking. Real, really, really judging people is where it's at. Uh, and so any any ranking system that you put forth out there is just an excuse to judge others. We had so much fun doing that that we're going to start a a recurring segment on the show. Uh, that we just call power rankings, and they are just going to be our our top three rankings, not just of UGA corners, but uh, of anything. Because you can rank anything, can you not, Clint? I mean, we could we could rank ridiculous articles of clothing that we've seen Dan Mullen wear. Oh we, my! I mean, if we if we want to just get down to brass tacks, put, we could put that in the bank. Put that on the put list, a, Daniel. Put a pin in that. We'll just put stick a pin in that. That's just yeah. off the top of my head. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna give you. It's just an excuse for us to give you our opinions, which uh, we know that you want because you're here. Mm-hmm. You're, you're listening to the show right now. By the way, quick observation: uh, you got floating around in your head, just pulling off the top of it what Dan Mullins is currently wearing. That's that's what you're that's what you're daydreaming about right now, Daniel. I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> just, just I'm not gonna I'm not gonna honor that. I'm not gonna honor that comment with a response. That's that feels feels a little below the belt to stick with the clothing metaphors. Um below the belt of the MC hammer pants that Dan Mullen is currently wearing. It feels below the belt. Uh, today we are going to give you our power rankings. Again, power rankings are, are one, two, and three, gold, silver, and bronze. Our power rankings of SEC stadiums, mm-hmm. not named Sanford Stadium. Correct. So SEC football stadiums, 13 to choose from, not named Sanford Stadium. 
so Clint, how do you want to do this? Do what I think you want to just let's read off. This is how we did our. I yeah, think we do it the, the way Rushmore, we did our Mount our Rushmore's. Mount Rushmore. Yeah, yeah, where we just we each read off. We don't go back and forth. We each no. read off our one, two, and three, and uh, we give our we give our justification. So I'm gonna let you uh, I'm gonna let you have the honors. Step right. up first. Tea. First, first tea. Thank you for that. Uh, my number one right out of the gate, Daniel, is going to be a bit of a shocker um, because this this is not this is not a stadium that is admirable by any stretch of the imagination. Uh-oh. Okay. But there it is a go. stadium that, as a UGA fan, I I love because you can be two rows back from all the action and pay $20 a ticket for good seats and feel like it is a home game away from home. Uh, and that's Vanderbilt Stadium in your, in your old home city there, Daniel. Here's why. It is the smallest stadium of all stadiums in the SEC, Daniel. Fairly certain there's about 35,000 people that can sit in that stadium. Uh, when Georgia comes to down, there will be nary a black and gold jersey or shirt worn in the stands. It's very sparsely populated. Very sparsely populated. Fans. Right. So if you're asking me a stadium to go to, I- I'm looking I'm, I'm looking across to the section. And if there's not going to be obnoxious SEC fans, which there won't be because nobody cares about Vanderbilt football, and there's going to be other Georgia fans, which there will be in droves, and I get to watch them play an extra game that is basically at the at the you know municipality field. It's in the the rec center of college mm-hmm. sports. Yep. Uh, sign me up because there's the least obnoxious fans in the world, Vanderbilt fan, uh, at the stadium, Daniel. This uh... is the one. I love it. I love it. And I know when you say we're not going to go back and forth, but I thought there was no way that you were going to steal my thunder on this. I I also have Vanderbilt Stadium at number one because because yeah, where else can you go other than Sanford Stadium and be and be guaranteed that you're going to play a home game? Correct. Even I mean, last year I might have put Kroger Field uh, at Kentucky and Lexington on this list before last year. Uh, when they when they started to actually get a home environment, but Vandy fans they do not care one little bit. No. Uh, side note: before we get to items two and three on the list, do you know what the lowest price ticket currently on StubHub is for August thirty first, Georgia at Vanderbilt? Lowest price eighteen dollars. Eighty eight dollars. So might want to dial back the twenty dollar tickets when Georgia comes to town because hey, hey UGA fan way to go way to way to have a secondary market be skyrocketing because you guys have bought them all way to go yeah we ain't we ain't playing around here no, no. it's gonna cost you a hundo if you want to get into that stadium and go see that game oh okay uh, my number two Daniel do you, do you like you like partying is is college football scene. A good party atmosphere, a good raucous. I don't, I don't. I don't mind. I don't mind to imbibe every oh, every now and again. Uh, do you think the the great people of Louisiana? Do you think they like to party at all, Daniel? I believe that they have invented the party. They they have an ironclad grip hold on what it means to party. Uh, Tiger Stadium ranks as number two on my list uh, and it is for the sole purpose that if you want to have a good time you want to party you want to have it, they are the 
they're not as obnoxious as other fans. Um, it's kind of like a, a cousin that you see every year. And mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. he has like, he brings the illegal fireworks to, to 4th mm-hmm. of July, you know? <laughs> That's exactly what he does. He's, <laughs> it's old, it's old seven finger Willie. And uh, he, uh, <laughs> he comes in with just bottle rockets sticking out of his back pocket. And you know, <laughs> things, you are about to, things are about to get weird. At grandma's house. <laughs> Things are about to get weird. Um, that's what LSU, that's what a Tiger Stadium is. Uh, they are probably, you know, you just kind of look at them and you kind of roll your eyes to your head and be like, I know, I know. Just give them like 10 minutes. You'll warm up to them. I promise Cousin Willie's going to be all right. Uh, but it's going to be a party atmosphere. It's going to be fun. Uh, LSU Tiger Stadium comes in number two on my list, well, Daniel. Let me chime Let me chime in here again because we're two for two. Are you two kidding me? Two. No, we're two for two. We had 13 stadiums to choose from, and we're currently two for two on one and two. But let me tell you, mine's not, mine has nothing to do with that. Okay. Mine has nothing to do with the tailgating scene or Seven Finger Willie. Uh, and I know there's a little bit of a bad taste in our mouths from last year. You know, we did, we did recently have a poor experience. We did. Uh, in terms of uh, LSU. But... Uh, two reasons, two reasons that this stadium makes makes it onto my list. Uh, well, three reasons. The the first obvious caveat is that this is not a the stadium of a hated rival. Correct. That's the first that's the first reason it makes it onto my list. So it's not a hellhole of just absolute filth and debauchery. Yeah. Uh. Second reason that it makes it onto my list is. That people in LSU obnoxiously get to uh, badger Clemson fans about how they have the they play in the real Death Valley. This sort of weird dispute. It's like it's like uh, South Carolina and Southern California. The mm-hmm. the 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 debate above about USC, which, mm-hmm. even though that's not actually a debate. Clemson fans and LSU fans, and and I don't know how you feel about this, Clint, but I would rather LSU. I I would if Clemson and LSU are playing a football game, I'm cheering for Clemson. I'm cheering for LSU ten times out of ten. 100%. I would much rather see. Uh, and so I love the fact that they get to kind of stick it to Clemson and uh, talk about how they play in the real Death Valley. But then the the real reason that this is the number two stadium on my list is. Mm-hmm. I've said it before, and I'll continue to say it again. It's the coolest midfield logo in all of sports. The tiger eye in that the middle uh, on the 50-yard line. The way that they painted on there, uh, it's freaking fantastic. It's it absolutely is. fantastic, and it's enough. Look, we're, the, the competition's not not steep, obviously, no. as you're seeing on this list. But no. All right, Clint. Are we going three for three? Who do you, who Daniel, do you got? I, no, I need you to go third because this is this is all right, absurd. I'm gonna, all right, I'm gonna go third then. I'm gonna go third with the third, with the third uh, stadium on my list. I don't think there's any way we go three for three here. Okay. I am going with a place whose traditions we have openly mocked on this podcast. Okay. I'm going with a place uh, which that doesn't narrow it down. Because we've, we've mocked we've, a lot. We've mocked a lot of people. I'm going with a place that I believe we've called a, f- a fake hype home field advantage. 
Correct. even on this podcast. Uh, but I'm going with a school that I don't find to be absolutely reprehensible and a school that I believe does bring a genuine level of enthusiasm and excitement, a place where I think it would be, I've never been, and I think it would be really fun to go see a game at Kyle Field. That's the third stadium on my list is Texas A&M, Kyle Field. Uh, I know the 12th man is stupid. I know that uh, the, the the male the male cheerleaders uh, who Easy, are man. doing who are doing the Macarena on the sidelines uh, is just ridiculous and laughable. <laughs> but um, but the stadium is loud. The stadium is uh, always sold out. There is electricity in the air, and when you get a night game at Kyle Field, I think there's a real advantage. And so, yeah, I'm going Kyle Field for my third, uh, for my third to round out my power rankings of non-Sanford SEC stadiums. Clinton, what have you to say? Daniel, we are three for three in unison. This it's is unbelievable. Gross. This is it's unbelievable. What a terrible way to start power rankings. Power this rankings. Is supposed there's... to. It's supposed to. St- Spark some debate, I'm sp- some controversy. I'm trying to troll you into a debate. That's what I'm trying to do Absolutely. here. I put on, I put on two on my list, Daniel, thinking there is no way. I tried to troll you first with your hometown field, yep. and and yep. you didn't bite. You said, yeah, sure. Secondly, right uh, Kyle Field. Here, here's why: uh, the most seating capacity of any SEC college football stadium. Mm-hmm. Everything's bigger in Texas. Everything's bigger in Texas. Can you name for me a team in Texas? Uh, that you hate because all of them I hate. I just hate oh. the whole state of Texas. I hate. I hate this. That not even the teams. The Let's state. just talk about the. I hate the topography. I hate <laughs> the. I hate all of it. Yeah. I hate every cool single bit of it. Um. So, but if I look at it and I was to say, what if there's a team that could ruin some people's lives in Texas that can make them lose their minds mm-hmm. with that stupid bull steer piece of crap that you trot out there every time uh that that you could stop trying to waste our time by telling me baylor is good um but if i wanted to go down to texas if i if i had to i wanted to see a giant field and a giant stadium with with lots of fans uh and possibly have a team play somebody else in the other division and 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 rip them a new one just on the off chance give me give me kyle field Uh, so daniel we're three for three all right, bonus. Now this is this is unscripted. Bonus, bonus power ranking. One stadium outside the SEC that you would most like to see a game in. Go. Oh, wow. And I do not mean if you say Rose Bowl, you have to go to a UCLA home game. I'm not yeah, talking no. about like going yeah. to the yeah. Rose Bowl. Like yeah. that's not a. I'm talking about for stadium purposes only. You get to choose. It's like a night game against a rival. Where are you going? I know exactly where I'm going. There's, there's, there's no not... way. There's no way we're gonna get. We're gonna be the same on this one. Because I need to see what Inter Sandman coming out of the tunnel with the team at VTech looks like. I need to experience a night game at Virginia Tech, Daniel. That's that's one that my mind goes to. That's what I was gonna say. Oh Lane my Stadium. Gosh. That's what I was gonna say. Just what is wrong with you, Clint? We got We really gotta get. We gotta do better. We gotta do better in rehearsal. 
I don't know what's, you know, what's pre-production. Going on here. It turns out when you don't have pre-production meetings, uh, the show's bad. Uh, all right. Screw screw this power rankings. We're we're coming back. We'll come back. We'll be back on Thursday. We'll have something. We'll have something better for you. Um. Uh. Let's get into let's get into a little a little fact or fiction. Yeah. Clint, we can't possibly have the same things here unless we drafted the same questions, which would be staggering Stupid. if we had done that. Uh, Clint, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you lead off first again. Uh, what is your first statement that you're that you're gonna present to me? Here's my first statement I'm gonna present to you, Daniel. I want to know fact or fiction. Are seven different UGA players going to have a receiving touchdown this year? Fact or fiction? Seven? Seven. Um, how, many re- how many UGA players had a receiving touchdown last year? Uh, I believe six was the number. Seven different players... Yep. To have a receiving touchdown. All right, let me let me do some quick math in my head. Let me do some quick counting in my head. Okay. Uh, let's go with JJ's going to get a touchdown. Uh-huh. Let's say DeAndre Swift's definitely going to have a receiving touchdown. Uh-huh. Let's say Charlie Warner's definitely going to have a receiving touchdown. There you go. Let's say that James Cook is definitely going to have a receiving touchdown. We're the same so far. Let's say... That, hmm, that might be all of my definitely. Okay. Okay. Uh, now, so but that doesn't D-Rob, mean D Rob's not a definitely. No, he's not a definitely. I agree. Um, now let me give you my probablys. Okay. Okay. Jorge Pickens, <laughs> D Rob. Uh, Matt Landers, uh-huh. Kiaris Jackson, Dominic Blaylock are all probablys. Uh, let me give you another probably. Yeah, uh, I know. Old, old uh, Rocky Top tight end. What's his name? Oh, What's yeah, his Wolf. name? Jimbo. Jimbo Wolf. Yeah. Jimbo Wolf. Uh, all people from Knox who've lived in Knoxville immediately have to change their name to Jimbo. Um. So that's six more probablys, mm-hmm. and then you throw in some maybes. Okay, Tyler Simmons, maybe. Okay. Uh, old uh, big big tall drink of water tight end. Uh, what's his name? What's his name? Old uh, mountain Wolf? of a man. No, no. The, oh, the, the sophomore tight end that that was freshman oh, yes. last year. Um, um... Uh, big old. Yeah, yeah, big old dude. Uh, he's a maybe, and then you throw in the other two backs. Both of them are maybes. You know, Zeus and mm-hmm. uh, Brian Harrion, uh-huh. both maybes. So how many definites did I have? Four. I think you had four or five definites. You had maybes. Or I'm gonna say yeah. I'm gonna say You're that's gonna a fact. Over. At least yeah. seven. Uh, At least seven players are gonna have here's, a touchdown this year. Yeah. Here's last year's receiving touchdown uh, on the team. Ridley, Hardman, Nada, Holloman, Godwin, Swift with three, Simmons, Harrion with one, and Stanley with one. Yeah, only three of those guys are back. Right. 
Right. Only, and one of them is Tyler Simmons, who I put in the maybe and, category. And and one is a running back. Uh, two. Two. Uh, two are running two backs. Are running one backs. of them is Brian Harrion. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe four of those guys ha- are back. Holloman's coming J- back. JJ yeah, Simmons, Harrion, and, and Swift. But no, I think I think guys like Kyrus Jackson, guys like Dominic Blaylock, I think guys like Jorge Pickens, I think it, at least two of those guys... I would say are going to get a touchdown this year. You know, I and I couldn't tell you which two, but could be all three. So, so yeah, I'm going to say fact. I'm going to go Good. I'm going to go fact. Uh, uh first first question I have for you. Yeah. Right, first statement I have for you. Felipe Franks starts every game for Florida this year. Fiction. Fact or fiction? Fiction. Is that is that cuz you're predicting an injury for the young man? Uh, I am I am predicting a few things. One, this nobody's going to want to play for Florida. All right, people already clearly people don't want to play for Florida. People already now counter this counterpoint, Clint. Think of the commitment level you'd have to have to be on the roster opening day. So these to are still the, be there. These are the ultra committed people. That's true. Because if there's even an inkling, you're you already in the portal. Like you're you're already out. Uh, no, Felipe Franks will not start every single game for the University of Florida, uh, mainly because they will they will have to do something at that position. He is going to be exposed as fraudulent. He's already been exposed as fraudulent. Um, he, nobody's going to want to play for that team. Felipe's going to be battered and bruised and beat up, and they're going to have to do something else. Uh, no, that is that is fiction that he will start every single game for the University of Florida this year. Florida goes to Miami week one. Which we've already said is they, going to be the greatest come on Miami. Uh, get that's you some week hurricane. zero, actually. That's really yeah. that's week zero. The Mark Richt Memorial game is what they're is there they're gonna be there's going to be an in memorandum before the game on the video board. Mark Rick's over there, like, guys. I'm I'm not I'm not dead. I'm I'm ready to gonna say it's gonna say whatever year he was born, and then just three dashes at the end of the. It's gonna be an all black and white like a video slideshow of him. Uh, then they play Tennessee Martin, and then the big rematch against Kentucky. The big Florida's going to have something to prove. <laughs> Which, the fact that Florida's going to have something to prove in the Kentucky game, fantastic. That game's at Kentucky, P.S. Kroger Field. Uh, then Florida goes has a home game against Tennessee, and then they play Tosin. I'm going to say they're winning both of those games. Yeah. Then Auburn comes to town. Mm-hmm. And then Florida goes to LSU. Mm-hmm. Now, Pause. South Carolina game. Emory Jones is starting that game. That's just, I'm not even going to give you, I'm going to tell you which game he's not going to start, and I'm going to tell you uh, that it's going to be because they've gotten beat by a total of 41 points in two Uh consecutive games. And Emory Jones is going to start, and Emory Jones is going to play great against South Carolina because it's South Carolina and they are they're not great and then they have a week off and then they're down in Jacksonville and there's going to be a legitimate controversy at quarterback I love this for the Jacksonville game 
gosh, how how awesome is that narrative? I that narrative Daniel is fantastic. That will you know what you read me that story when I go to sleep tonight. I'm I'm sleeping really well. Uh, uh, all right. What what else you got? What's your next question? Here's my next your question. Next statement. Yeah. Your next my next statement. statement of fact. This is gonna be an interesting one, uh, Daniel. Uh, someone not named Thomas will be our best offensive lineman this year. Someone, someone not named not named someone... Andrew Thomas will be okay. our best offensive player this year. Did you say offensive player or offensive uh, lineman? I'm sorry, offensive lineman. Okay, because that's that was yeah that was an easy. It's going to be easy. Yeah. Okay. Um, when you say best, you you mean eye test best or like it's some is there, are we gonna, is there some measurable that you want to give me or you're just saying at the end of the year when we look it's going to be sort of a unanimously known fact you and i looking at game tape will say or just looking putting our eyeballs on the the game saying you know who's playing lights out right now is x player and it's not going to be andrew thomas so not like some football outsiders fpi index against pressure yeah. on the left side. none of that yeah. crap that's but you fiction. and i eyeball t- that's, that's fiction, fiction. Yeah. that's fiction that's not. Um, this line's going to be growing up this year, and we're going to be glad that we have Andrew Thomas. This is kind of a gap year for the offensive line. If you look at it, uh, Trey Hill going into his sophomore year, um, Isaiah Wilson really getting his feet under him at the position, and then Kate, you got the you got the Kate guys like Cade Mays. And then you have all the newcomers and all the sort of unproven talent that I think you're going to see rotated in and cycled in throughout the year. I think you're going to see plenty of those guys. Uh, but you're going to be glad that you got a rock over there at left tackle. And I think at the end of the year, it's going to be pretty obvious that that, that he's our best offensive lineman. It's going to be a blow when we lose him. We're still going to have a great offensive line next year. But All right, let me... Let me go to uh, let me go to another position group, Clint. And I'm just gonna I'm just gonna come right out and say it. Um, Brian Harrion is gonna finish fourth on this team in rushing yards. Fact or fiction? My, oh my. Uh, he's gonna finish fourth in rushing. Did you say rushing yards or rushing attempts? I said rushing yards. Rushing yards. Okay. That's a good distinction to me. Um, gosh, Daniel, I I'm gonna say I'm gonna say fiction. I'm gonna say Brian fiction. Harrion. I'm gonna say Brian Harrion finishes Get you some Brian Harrion. Third third on this team in rushing yards. Yes, I do. Ahead of Ooh. Prather Hudson. <laughs> yep. I, uh, you, you know who, you know how I think it goes. Ahead of Demetrius Robertson. <laughs> yeah, ahead of D-Rob on the rushing yards. You know, uh, uh, Swift. Oh, Who's second there, Clint? Oh, Who you got, who you got second I, there? I may be talking myself out of my statement right mm. now, Daniel. All you I know asked what? for was clarification. You know what? Yeah, he. I'm switching it. He's got to be. He's He's... He's fourth on this team in rushing yards, Daniel. You're absolutely well, right. You're absolutely right. Uh, oh, gosh. 
uh, episode, what are we at? Episode 67. Clint, uh, cue up the future formal apology music. Predicting robes are coming out, and I'm predicting that Clint will be issuing a formal apology to one Brian Harrian. You think he's going to finish higher, huh? I mean, that's just, uh, I'm not the one that predicted you'd finish fourth, Glenn. All I did was, all I did was cook, was cook James, to you. James is going to be over him easily. I think. I think easily. Yep, you heard correctly. I think easily. So it's between him and Zamir. And I for think. fourth. I, yep. Yep. I'm expecting big things out of Zamir this year. Gosh. I want to, I have a. Oh, I have a follow-up question. Maybe we should save it for when we really jump into the running backs. But, yeah, we'll save, save it. it. Save it. We'll save it. Uh, all right, what, what else you got? Uh, all right, Daniel. Adam Anderson. Mm-hmm. Heard of him? Will switch positions at UGA. Switch positions? He will switch positions. Like, to middle linebacker, or you're talking about away from linebacker? He will currently be in a different position than outside edge backer. No, fiction. 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 That's a that's a that's an absolute fiction. You think so? He's fine. He's all right. You think he's going to get in the rotation? He's going to perform enough and get play against all the other big cats, he's going to be able to 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 use his skill, to use his ability, uh, and use you know all his physical attributes and all his intellect on the outside edge and be somebody that's going to contribute on a a daily basis or you know weekly basis to warrant play at outside backer. And his skill is not such that he would need to switch to somewhere else. To get play, no, it's the it's the year of the sophomore linebacker, Clint. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get sucked into. Listen, I've already I'm on record, but this is the yeah. thing: you give enough takes, and then you will have said something right. You know, I'm already on record that Nolan Smith and uh, Jermaine Johnson coming coming for some for some playing time, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. But that is not to the exclusion of guys like Adam Anderson and Brenton Cox. Um, I'm just saying, just like, just like Nicobe Dean, getting playing time is not to the exclusion of guys like Channing Tindall and Quay Walker. Okay. Uh, I, I don't think there's going to be a necessary position switch. Now, there's a lot lot of guys and not a lot of minutes, Daniel. It's true. It's true. Who's getting those minutes? Walter Grant or Adam Anderson? The answer is Adam Anderson. The answer is Adam Anderson. Now, look, you want to talk about who's getting those minutes, Aziz Ojolari or Adam Anderson? It's it, That could be up for debate. But both those guys, sophomore linebackers, I'm just saying, yeah. that yeah. group as a whole has already surpassed the group that's you know made up of guys like Walter Grant. I think those are the guys that really don't have much of a role left on this team. We shall see. But Adam Anderson, he doesn't need to switch positions. He's going to get – Adam Anderson will have – more than one sack this year. Wow. Slow your roll, Daniel. What a wild prediction. How, that's this is college football, Clint. There's not I understand. I understand. 
We're talking. We're talking. Uh, he's game tackling uh, Arkansas State, Murray State in the backfield, getting half a sack with a couple other cats in the fourth quarter. That's there. look the the I'm pulling up right now sack totals from last year. Okay. Uh, this is great podcasting while we wait for this. Just it's don't, okay, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's right here. Okay. Got I'm I'm here with you. Are you sure? All right. Yeah, I'm right here. Uh DeAndre Walker had seven and a half sacks last year. Mm-hmm. Right? You with me so far? I'm with you. Do you know do you know who was second on the team? I don't. Who? Channing Tindall. Channing Tindall was second. On the team in sacks. You know how many he had? Three. Two. He had two sacks, Clint. Do you know who else had two sacks? Or who? more? Who? None. No people. None people. Well, we also sucked at getting to the quarterback last year as an entire Okay, unit. so it's a foregone conclusion that I said Adam Anderson, who last year had half a sack, would finish with at least two sacks. That is, that's a legitimate, I'm not saying it's a hot take, but that's not a, that's not a vanilla prediction. All right. All right. Well. Uh, all right. My last one for you. Fact or fiction. UGA got a butt in the seat in New York City for the Heisman Trophy presentation. Does does UGA? Uh, this is the statement I'm making. UGA will have mm-hmm. a Heisman Trophy finalist in New York City. Fact or fiction? I don't even care who it is. You can take either one. But I'm just saying, one of them, one of those two dudes, is going to be there. Fiction. Disrespectful. Fiction. It's just disres- It's just disrespectful. Jake from should go number one overall. Uh, which, by the way, prepare your hearts right now, people. All right, Jake Fromm. This is the last year we're seeing Jake Fromm under center for us. Okay. This, is last ro- this is the last rodeo. This is the last rodeo. And if he people doesn't, people don't come back to school when no. they're projected to be the number one overall pick. And I'm not saying he definitely will be the number one overall pick, but right, he's a lock for first rounder. Lock top ten, top five. This is it. People don't come back to school. When the, I don't care what kind of good old boy they are. I don't care how much he likes fishing in the South. If Minnesota Lovely. needs a quarterback and has the number one overall pick, guess what? They're going to choose him, and he'll get ice fishing got, under his belt. They got fish up there. They, they got fish up there. Uh, so this is the last rodeo. This is the last hoorah of Jake Fromm. Enjoy it while it lasts. He he is going to be a great quarterback. Uh, he will continue doing so. He's going to have a, a, a fantastic year, but not to the Heisman eyeball stupid test that comes with guys like Kyler Murray, you know, that's just, it's just not who UGA is and nor who will be DeAndre Swift will average maybe 10.7 yards a carry. Uh, but he, but it's not, he's not going to get the carries. He's not going to get the he carries. Just, exactly. He's just not going to get the carries to get there. Uh, just cause he's the best running back in the country doesn't mean he will be right. He'll be a Heisman finalist. That one I agree with. I think there's a chance that Fromm could have a moment early yeah. in the year yeah. that gets the entire national spotlight on him. 
uh, <clears throat> when did they pick those Heisman finalists? Is it before or after the SEC championship game? Oh, that's a great question. Is it's before? I want to say it's before. If it's before, if it's before, then I mean, two is gonna be there. Two is going to be. Yep. But I think there's a chance there could be two SEC quarterbacks there. I think, I think if Jake Fromm has a moment against Notre Dame, yeah, and then for the rest of the year. He balls out uh-huh. with everyone talking about him because of what he did at Notre Dame. Uh-huh. I think he could generate enough uh, buzz. You know, if Georgia goes twelve and zero or whatever, right? Uh, I think he could generate enough buzz. I think he could. I think he could get there. I could see a scenario where he gets there. I don't see a scenario where DeAndre Swift gets there. Yeah. Just for your information, uh, the last two years, December third and December eighth were the announcement times of the Heisman finalists in the previous two years. So, first week of December. If it's after the SEC Championship game, I think he could definitely get there. Yeah, I agree. Because, yeah. Yeah, all right. Well, that'll do it for Factor Fiction today. That'll do it for our episode today. If you have got thoughts about our thoughts, if you've got takes on our takes, you can let us know. Uh, you can let us know. Uh, what stadiums you would rank as the best in the SEC. But uh, obviously we've already reached a consensus. We already know what know. Uh, what those are. And, um, uh, yeah, you can let us know your opinions about our opinions. Uh, you can leave us a rating and a review, which would be much appreciated as a way to support the podcast. We will have another episode for you coming uh, in a few days. Uh, we'll have more power rankings uh, this one I'm I'm pretty excited about the power rankings we've got lined up. This one we're not going to agree because there's too there's too many possible choices. We're going to agree on some. I think we might have some a couple carryover. You're right overall, no. but there's we won't go three for three because no. there's too many possible choices for this Correct. power rankings. Um, and then we're going to play another little fun game. Uh, this one's going to be a tough one. This game's going to be a tough. This one's going to hurt you. This game that we're going to play on on Thursday. So we will check back in with you then. Hope you have a great week, and we'll talk to you later. See you.